Welcome to our summer series of Happy Startup School podcasts. For this limited edition, we'll be shining a spotlight on the speakers and workshop leaders who'll be at our summer camp in September. In this episode, we have Seb Castro, a prolific storyteller. We get to talk a little bit about his whole range of experiences and how it all comes together into what he now calls empathetic storytelling. He'll also talk a little bit about Echo, the company he founded that puts empathy into practice. They call themselves activists of emotional intelligence, lovers of revolutionary stories, and above all, life enthusiasts. So stick around for more on that. I'm your host, Katrina Tan, and if you have been following this series lately, please consider rating and sending us a review over at iTunes. Just type in Happy Startup School and you'll find us over there. We'd really appreciate your feedback and support. And for those of you who don't know, the Happy Startup School is a community of like-minded entrepreneurs and change makers who believe there's more to work than money. This community is passionate about making a positive impact in the world without sacrificing what's important to them. The summer camp is an annual gathering for the community to reconnect and re-inspire each other. There's less than five tickets remaining over at happystartupsummer.camp. Go get them. It's going to be epic. Now back to our conversation with Seb. Seb, thank you so much for coming on this interview. Really appreciate you being on here. Of course. Thank you. I'd be so curious, looking at your experience, you have had a whole variety of experiences, ranging from being a filmmaker, a CNN reporter, being a speaker, as well as a coach and entrepreneur. Could you tell us a little bit about how this all came together? Well, I'm not sure if it has come together yet, but ultimately it does feel like a very instinct-driven path. I have never being very good at chasing long-distant visions, but rather at executing short-distant visions. So I approach life in such a way that allows me to follow my gut combined with what my current primary needs are telling me. So by listening to my present needs, essentially, I make decisions that have allowed me to kind of make sharp turns versus, you know, following one traditional trend as in like, oh, I'm going to be a journalist. This is all I'm going to do, right? It's more like, well, I'm doing journalism for this couple of years, working for CNN, and I'm loving that. But then this shows up and I can do a web series. And after that, I'm like, oh, I can be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I like this. So I launch a company. If that fails, I give it another shot, so on and so forth. Awesome. So it's been a very intuitive process for you then. You're just riding the the flow, basically. 100%. And obviously, what I have discovered is that there is this central element of it all, which was almost a relief because at some point I was like, well, where am I heading with all this? Am I creating something meaningful or am I just starting things and then letting them go when they're at a young age? Uh, And that was storytelling. There was this... um, you know, it feels like a spinal cord where everything stems from, which is essentially I am telling stories, whether it is through film, you know, a news report, writing, speaking, and that is uh, what ultimately drives my my morning coffee. <laughs> okay, and I'm so curious. Uh, you're going to be doing this workshop 
called empathetic storytelling. Well, I, I realized that it, it, it fits very well with with the happy startup because it, it combines um, self-understanding and the development or the awareness of the story you are telling yourself as a path to the reality you are creating for yourself. If I wake up in the morning saying, oh, look at this terrible uh, cloudy day, uh, it's going to suck today. Well, it's going to determine my day as opposed to if I say, well, it's kind of cloudy, but hopefully it'll get clearer by the end of the day. Um, it, those little simple stories, uh, obviously they get very complex when applied to real life, are predominant and we are very bad usually at acknowledging their power. And when we just recognize and become conscious of them, we can start tweaking them so that they are contributing and they become more conducive to success, right? That is more of the inward storytelling. And then there is the outwards, which is like, what story are we telling about ourselves to the world? Which often is very intimidating to talk about ourselves. So we do so in a way that is uh, that, that generates empathy. And that is where the, where the empathetic part comes from, right? It's like how to communicate with a certain emotional vocabulary, with a ter- certain strategy, with a certain set of principles that basically fa- facilitates human connection, regardless of who the audience may be. I love it. Um, so what do you think is the difference? I'm happy you love it. Oh, I totally do. You're going to take this workshop. You just don't know it yet. It's going to happen. <laughs> because I I would consider myself a storyteller in all the variety of expressions that can be translated. And empathy applied to storytelling isn't as readily practiced in the world of media today. So would you think this is something that needs to be more... Um, spread out and what would be the benefit? What do you think this will impact the world if more people were practicing empathetic storytelling? On 100%, I, I agree with that statement. Obviously, it's a, it's case by case, right? I think overall, if we want to generalize, absolutely the world could use more empathy in its storytelling. And uh, the reason or well, the way I approach it is by encouraging vulnerability to be defined as a strength rather than as a weakness. We, we tend to see ourselves as vulnerable in moments we don't want to be in, when really it is in vulnerability, not only where we are more subject to the acquisition of new learning, but at a, both an intellectual and emotional level, but also it's essentially a shortcut to empathy. Vulnerability is a shortcut to empathy. And, and the reason for that is essentially because when somebody opens up in front of us, they are demonstrating a perhaps unprecedented level of trust in us, which gives us the the reverse trust of opening up ourselves to that person. And that changes the dynamic of that human relationship altogether, right? And that can be applied to film. It can be applied to journalism. It can be applied um, to podcasts, you know? Uh, right now, I'm feeling a little bit like congested and sick. So I'm kind of like mm-hmm. very self-aware of am I saying the right things? Is it sounding okay? Mm-hmm. And something that simple, just like recognizing that I'm not feeling perfect mm-hmm. uh, can generate a great sense of connection. And that I have seen it apply in the most unlikely scenarios, you know, 
uh, startup pitches. People think it has to be perfect when really, ultimately, you show your human side. You usually generate an emotional bond with the potential investor, increasing your chances of getting that money. So it's often very counterintuitive. We're taught to be this, like, the most perfect version of ourselves, you know, kind of like, <laughs> um, like wearing a vest, a bulletproof vest, when ultimately we take off that vest and we show our true selves and people are positively surprised, I would say, the vast majority of the time. No, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And so I'm curious, since what you're saying is, in a way, very related to the ECHO manifesto. So can you tell us a bit more about ECHO? Yeah, of course. Well, ECHO has um, several similarities with with summer camp, which is the reason why we have become so close, almost like sister communities, within incredibly different contexts. Obviously, they essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to reinvent the way humans interact. We're trying to change the rules of the game, or as we like to say, the agreements with which we interact as human beings. It's that simple, really. When we usually meet someone, you know, what do you do? It's the most boring question, not only because it's poorly written or poorly worded, because really what we mean is, what are you working? And we immediately go into judgment, right? Something mm -hmm. as simple as our vocabulary is determining the outcome of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Versus when we say, you know, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Ask the first mm -hmm phrase we ask someone well then we immediately go into a way more interesting conversation that will be most likely facilitating a more meaningful conversation thus relationship thus increasing the possibility for contribution right so what we try to do at echo is essentially reinvent that way we are interacting at the business level that can apply with people who we don't know we want to do business with It can apply to our own colleagues. It can apply to our boss. It can apply to our employees. It applies to travel, how we travel. We have an, a mm -hmm. travel division. And it applies to how we celebrate. So ECHO has four branches. One where you go and it's a bunch of unknown people. You go with your company. You go abroad or you go just celebrate. Some would say party with a purpose. So... Mm -hmm. Well, you know, by doing that, we're creating a community of like-valued people, often entrepreneurs, that are trying to create things where you ultimately just really need people who want to support you, whether it is financially or simply, you know, emotionally, psychologically, want to introduce you to others. And and it, it relates so much to the principle of vulnerability because it is invulnerability where you make fast progress. So in short periods of time, we get people to build very strong bridges. I love lead. it. Where do, who knows? Well, in my case, it certainly led to happy, happy startup school. So it's been a very, uh, very productive creation for me personally as well. That's amazing. And how long have you been doing this so far? Well, Echo started... Um, in 2015 and so far we it, it evolved as this event that we just did it on a yearly basis and we fell in love with it and wonderful things came out of it we have a 
Uh, one of our principles is radi- radical diversity. So we have, you know, CEOs camping with, you know, kids from very, very uh, low income backgrounds, right? But mm-hmm. both have the same potential for leadership. So that made, you know, these encounters were so inspirational, but it, it got to a point where it felt very much like an NGO. And, mm-hmm. and about a year ago, we decided to to make a drastic shift and evolve into a more socially aware enterprise and launched a bunch of products, launched the business products. So we have clients, you know, Ernst & Young, Nespresso, like big companies who come and bring their regional leaders to basically go through this um, outside their comfort zone experience. Cool. And then we also have, you know, the travel and the other. So it's a bit, it's been evolving to a, a year-round company. It never set out to be a company, but it just set out to be this dream that we had and it evolved into a company. Awesome. With all of the exciting things that you are up to, what is the thread or the thing that keeps you going for it? You know, what is the thing that gets you up at night and makes you like, damn, I love what I'm doing. This is awesome. I believe in like serendipity a lot. And it just keeps, you know, it just keeps showing up in my face. Last week, to give a very recent example, we had the first fully community-run project, which was a bunch of people who met at Echo, decided to create, they wanted to go to this big festival called Burning Man in the desert, and they got together and they self-organized. There was no involvement from the organization, and they, they did a 30-person camp at Burning Man where they offered you know, workshops and things, and they, you know, it's it was created exclusively by people who met there and wow. it's a massive project you know this is an, a proper undertaking of responsibilities and we want we made sure that they if they were going to use the brand you know it had to be really well organized and under the same principles and they absolutely nailed it they invited me actually and wow. you know whenever i least expected it the guy at the entrance checking tickets had heard about echo and it was just this moment of like, well, there is no one degree relationship with this random dude. Hmm. And yet he knows about it, right? And and it's this tiny signs uh, that just kind of follow me everywhere. Awesome. That are so inspirational. And obviously, you know, Summer Camp and Lawrence and Carlos have been a huge trampoline for us in, in Europe. I mean, I lived in London for a couple of years, but definitely I found... I found my tribe over there, right? And I've been able to kind of spread our gospel in that side. And it's it's super exciting to be back, actually. Very cool. Okay, one last question. Shoot. What is, yeah, what is it that you most look forward to to this year's summer camp? Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, uh, I enjoy company of Lawrence Shorter, the Lazy Guru. I learn a lot during his <laughs> sessions, so I'm very excited about that. There's this hot tub that I love there, <laughs> uh, which is where I actually met a bunch of cool people last year. <laughs> it's a good social experience, a very tight-knit, literally, social experience. And uh, there's a mindful rave that I attended last year that was really fun uh, early on. Uh, those are the things I know that I'm excited about, but the rest, 
it, it's all one big mesh of excitement. I had a great time last year, and I heard that I got upgraded to a yurt this year, so I'm looking forward to that too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But just hanging out with an amazing group of people mostly and learning from them. Well, you're one of those amazing people, and thank you so much for having this conversation with me, Seb. Of course, Kat. Thank you for doing this. I value podcasts. I'm a big fan, and I'm a big fan of the Happy Startup School, so I can't wait to see what you come up with. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did, as well as grab the last few remaining tickets of summer camp over at happystartupsummer.camp. Also, if you've been enjoying the series, why not rate and send us a review over at iTunes? Just type in Happy Startup School and you'll find us and it would be really amazing. All the good vibes are going to spread a lot faster everywhere in the world and that's good. I'm your host Katrina signing off. Stay awesome, stay curious, stay happy. Stay happy.